Hey, welcome to Author and Felicity. I'm your host, Felicity Bean, and I'm thrilled to be building an online community based on inclusivity, honesty, and shameless expression. As I embark on my nomadic travels, reshaping my worldly views, unlearning rigid beliefs, and embracing an open mindset, I'll be sharing my authentic journey, embracing both the ebbs and flows. My goal is to motivate, inspire, and empower you, while also learning from the mistakes that have shaped me and continue to do so. Throughout this journey, I'll be engaging with interesting people I meet from around the globe, some of whom share similar mindsets, while others may challenge my world beliefs. I warmly invite you to join this community, where I believe we are all teachers as well as students. And all I ask in return is for you to come as you are and keep an open mind. Welcome to Authentic Felicity. Got one life, I won't regret it. I will fight until I get it. I'll look back one day from heaven and say, damn, I learned some lessons. And say, damn, I have no questions. I had fun in every second and the journey was a blessing, yeah. So welcome back to my podcast. So I didn't do a podcast last week and I feel a little bit guilty about that. But to be honest, I was feeling a little under the weather. Uh, I was really trying to feel into my body. And you could say I was feeling into my intuition of just resting and recuperating, getting my energy and strength and then coming back stronger than ever. So I decided this week I'm going to do a podcast all about trusting your intuition. So have you heard of that saying, if you don't use it, you lose it? Well, I want to hypothesize that this is also true for your intuition as well. Throughout life, we have this little unexplainable voice helping guide us through life safely and making the right choices. Some of us follow it to a varying degree of success and others ignore it. But when we ignore this part of us, this voice in the back of our head, the butterflies in our stomach, the hunch we feel, We are teaching ourselves to ignore our intuition. Sometimes ignoring it is not a conscious act. A lot of the time there is so much external stimulus and a lot of noise coming from others that we can feel very overwhelmed and we even doubt ourselves and instead we allow ourselves to be guided by others, this external noise. How many times have you had a feeling about a person and then gone and given them the benefit of the doubt to later be proven right that your initial feelings about them had more merit than you gave them credit? How often do you have a hunch about how something's going to play out? Perhaps a day trip that you've planned and you're really excited about it, but then you wake up in the morning and for some unexplainable reason, you just feel you shouldn't go. Do you listen to that voice even though there is no physical evidence? Well, I want to share with you why your intuition is your superpower, how it is trying to keep you safe, how it's also linked to the brain, and how it's not always right, but it does always have your best intentions at heart. So if we start with a little definition of what intuition even is, if I give the Cambridge Dictionary example, it says that it's knowledge from an ability to understand or know something immediately based on your feelings rather than facts. Often there is no evidence, no clear evidence, one way or the other, and you just have to base your judgments on your intuition. So this is one definition of what intuition is, but a statement that I really like, that I really think sums it up, is by someone called Seymour Epstein in 2010, who said that intuition involves a sense of knowing without knowing how one knows. 
And I just think that's perfect. If that doesn't sum it up, I don't know what does. So why is intuition important? Our innate instincts carry valuable information that aids in quickly comprehending the external environment. By paying attention to these sources of information, we can become more proficient at making focused decisions. And nurturing our own sense of centeredness, self-awareness and intuition is crucial for everyone. And I'm going to go into why. But with technology and consumerism these days so rapidly evolving and growing, with its main purpose to capture and keep our attention, it feeds us with beliefs, opinions and facts, I'm air quoting here, facts, it can become so easy to disconnect with our own thoughts, our own feelings, our own beliefs, and instead to replace them with what we are fed, what we consume. We need to be better at judging what comes from the outside and what stirs from within in order to make sure that we are loving an authentic version of our lives on our terms and not somebody else's. So I always love science. I always love to back things up with science. A lot of people feel more comfortable when it's based around science and there is actually scientific evidence. There is a lot based around intuition. Although it is a very hard one to study because it's not based on logic um, that can be shared or explained and it does not show up in the brain. Instead, it is a deep-seated knowledge that could be described as instinctual. It is also paradoxical because although it feels knowable, you cannot rationally explain to another the snap decisions that seemingly appear out of nowhere. And whilst it is an inkling, it is a hunch, it is used a lot more than people may think. And many studies have evidence for this. I'm going to share one conducted by Maid Q in 2014. And they found that actually many influential and big business people admit that they use their intuition to make decisions a lot of the time rather than logic or deliberate thinking. In a sample of 36 CEOs, 85% said that they used their intuition and it was central to their decision-making processes. So if big CEOs, big successful people are using little more than intuition and hunches to get to where they are in life, then our inbuilt compasses are probably doing something right. And perhaps we should tune in and listen to them a little bit more. One thing that I found so interesting is the link between the brain, the gut, and the intuition. And I actually read about this in Jim Quick's book, Limitless. And he spoke about how there is evidence that we actually have two brains. We have the one main brain between our ears, the one we all know about, and then we have one in our guts. So at school in science, we've all probably heard about the CNS, which is the central nervous system. This consists of the brain and the spinal cord. And we talk about the brain as the most important part of the body. And it's where all of our thoughts and all of our logic comes from. So of course, we would discredit a gut feeling like butterflies or a hunch in our stomach as soon as our brain starts contributing to the process. But have you heard of the brain in your gut? This is called the ENS, the enteric nervous system. This is your gut's brain. And it may be small in size, but it actually consists of over 100 million nerve cells. That's pretty uncomprehensible. And a notable feature is that when a baby grows in utero, the ENS and the CNS, they develop from the same tissue and then they continue to remain connected via something known as the vagus nerve. And in many ways, they marry in their structure. They also use many of the same neurotransmissions to function, such as serotonin, dopamine, and azodocholin. Don't hold me to that last one. I'm not sure I spelt it right. 
But what is so interesting is that the gut is made up of these neurons, as well as a network of bacteria that form the microbiome, something definitely from another topic. And as with the brain, each of us has our own unique microbiome. In 2010, a neuroscientist, Diego Bojones from the Duke University, wanted to see if the gut works in a similar way to the brain, and he found it does. After discovering this, he hypothesized that they could communicate. And from his research, he found that the cells in the ENS use the vagus nerve to take up messages and send them to the brain faster than what could be done by the bloodstream. The vagus nerve, which connects the gut and the brainstem, have a deep-rooted connection. It is team effort. Work is still being done in the connection of the brain and gut, but it seems that they function in very similar ways and that they function in tandem. The little brain, in conjunction with the big brain, partly determines our mental state. When you have a gut feeling that something isn't right, or conversely, you should follow a hunch, it's not just superstition. Your gut has its own way of interpreting events and giving your brain signals. However, intuition is likely based on survival, and it isn't always going to be right. Intuition aids our survival through rapid responses that typically suggest appropriate and immediate actions to deal with a situation. And these responses are heavily dependent on our culture capital, which encompasses the knowledge specific to the environment that we are in. While this is typically beneficial to us, it can result in biases and prejudice in our decision-making processes. And these biases may stem from factors such as religion, cultural, social norms, morality, and even political environments. So it may be necessary to sometimes counter these biases with rational thinking. So I will note that it is important to look at the situation you're in, the information you're being fed, and to better understand if logic does in fact have a role to play or if following your intuition could hold you back. But with that being said, I want to share, as always, some call to actions on how we can strengthen our intuition, how we can become more in tune with our body with these hunches, how we can work with them, know when they're likely right, know when it's likely a bias, and better aid in our decision-making processes, to learn to better trust ourselves, our bodies, and know that we are making the right choices for ourselves. So the first call of action is to simply trust your gut. Pay attention to your initial instincts or your gut feelings in various situations. Practice trusting and following these feelings when making decisions. See where this takes you. Notice situations you get it right and ways your intuition is strong and then other times that it may get it wrong and see what factors were at play, what role did they have to play and how did they influence your decision making. This is so important because it builds on self-trust. By building habits of trusting your gut reinforces your self-confidence and your self-trust. It empowers you to rely on your own judgment and your own insights. And over time, you strengthen your communication with yourself, your needs, your values, and you become more self-reliant. The second tip and call of action is meditation. I love meditation and I really didn't think I would be saying this. I truly now though believe that it should be a daily practice, but I didn't always think like this. As someone who finds it very hard to quiet their mind and to even sit still, even the thought of meditation seemed impossible and it really seemed like a tedious task, a chore. However, you do not need to dedicate a whole hour 
where you're sat cross-legged with your eyes shut, trying not to think about all the crazy thoughts that your mind throws at you, like, I really should be being more productive right now than just sat here, or do you think if anyone saw me, they'd think I was crazy? What's my face doing? What should I have for dinner? You know, all these thoughts. But instead, set just 15 minutes and initially allow your mind to race. Don't fight it. Allow these thoughts to come up and allow them to pass like clouds. Notice, observe, but don't give them any energy. Practice just sitting still, being silent, tuning in. Eventually, I promise you, the noise will become less and more clarity will shine through. But even if that takes time, the thoughts you actually think in those moments may even be useful in telling you a lot about yourself. See what thoughts come up, see what patterns there are, and maybe even use this time just to sit with your thoughts. There is no one way and there is no right way to meditate. However, over time, regular meditation can help you become more in tune with your inner thoughts, your feelings, which can improve your intuitive abilities. And it's also just really nice to sit down, slow down and take a breather from time to time. Tip number three, call of action number three out of five is journaling. I feel like in every podcast, I always get journaling in there. I'm such a fan of it. I don't do it enough. It's one of those things I love, know it's beneficial, should do it more. (laughs) So with so many things happening every day, even every minute, it's so hard to remember what you did that day, let alone how certain situations made you feel. So by keeping a journal and recording your intuitive hunches and their outcomes, this can help you to identify patterns. Patterns such as reoccurring themes, triggers, or intuitive hunches, and these can speak volumes if you don't just shut them out. And by working with them and learning from them, they can help you trust your intuition better when similar situations arise. It is so important to be aware of your inner world, to better navigate your external environment, and to not let it be driven the opposite way around. Additionally to journaling, try focusing on your past experiences. Past experiences where your intuition has already served you well. Reflect on these times, journal on these times, it can really boost your confidence in your intuitive abilities. Call to action number four is simply mindfulness. By simply being present and being in the moment, by being totally with your thoughts and feelings moment to moment and not living in the past or thinking to the future, it can really sharpen your intuitive senses. Take a moment to tune in. Close your eyes, go inwards, take a few deep inhales, Study your current surroundings. How does your body feel? What thoughts are you having? Now make this a regular practice throughout your day. Pay attention to the now, and this is how your intuition will unfold. And lastly, call to action number five, probably one of my favorites, is to stay open-minded. Be open to new ideas and experiences. By having an open mind, it can really help you to receive intuitive insights more readily than when you're closed off. By being open-minded, you can expand on your perspective. It allows you to consider a wide range of possibilities and perspectives, and this open-mindedness will inevitably broaden your intuitive insights as you are more receptive to diverse sources of information and ideas. By being the opposite, by being closed-minded, it can lead you to be rooted in biases and preconceptions. These can cloud your intuition, but by working on being more open-minded, you're able to practice seeing a situation as it is, 
rather than as you expected them to be. It would also help you to be more flexible as you can adapt and change to a dynamic situation. And of course, it will aid in your learning and growth. By exposing yourself to new experiences and information, your intuition can draw upon a broader knowledge base, enhancing your decision-making and your problem-solving skills. I really enjoyed making this podcast on intuition. It's definitely something I would very much like to tap more into myself. I really hope that these five call to actions have helped in some way. Even just bringing a little bit of science behind the basis of intuition and knowing it's more than just a superstition. And our bodies have these amazing inbuilt, even if unexplainable capabilities to keep us safe and help us to make the right decisions and the best decisions for us. So if you enjoyed this podcast, I would really appreciate a five-star review. Give me a follow so each week you can be notified on new topics that are coming out. And let's connect on social media and feel free to send me a message and let me know a topic you'd like me to speak more about. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Until next time, start tuning in and listening to your intuition and trust yourself whilst making the right decisions for you. If you made it this far, thank you so much for being a part of the conversation. I really hope something you heard sparked an insight and I'd be delighted if you were to share it with the community. Don't forget to subscribe turn on notifications and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. For more content and to connect with me, head to the link in the description for my socials. Until next time, stay authentic and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Got one life, I won't regret it. I will fight until I get it. I'll look back one day from heaven and say, damn, I learned some lessons and say, damn, I have no questions. I had fun in every second and the journey was a blessing, yeah.